sponsor. Hello, John. By the way, these headphones may be the vein of my existence because I'm not sure as to whether or not these actually work. I mean, I'm watching this right now, so obviously they do work. Just I'm not sure it can record my voice and simultaneously, simultaneously record inside audio. I mean, I've got another pair of headphones than the ones that you know may see me wear, use, whatever, on my Pokemon Masters videos, but, I mean, that earpiece falls off, it's not good for me, so, but, this is very inconvenient, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I mean, I could try watching this without headphones at all, but, to be honest with you, I really can't be asked to just not wear headphones. Like, bruv, what's the point of me watching these without headphones when I've got headphones that work? Even if one of them is a little bit, you know, faulty on the exterior, you know, it still works. Alright. One, two, one, two. See what I mean? Yeah, this is just sad. <laughs> this is gonna be a long video. I'm so sorry, guys. Let's just hope that this thing stays where it is. Not fall off. For like the next 20 minutes. Or 16, but don't matter. <coughs> the coronavirus outbreak is... Well, mad, you know, but I don't have it. Let's not talk about coronavirus. Oh, and I'm wearing these headphones on my neck too, just for aesthetic's sake. We're wasting time already. Let's just move on. The Ballad of John Henry, the steel-driving man who laid down his life to prove he could outwork a steam engine. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I say I've wanted to cover John Henry's legend pretty much since this series started. The reason oh. it's taken this long for me to get to it, though, is that, honestly, I was intimidated. Because as far as I was aware, no! to this day, no one this actually is... knew if John Henry Why? was based on a real person. Why? Because we saw in my episode about another folk hero called video. Onion, when that's the case, there ends up being a whole lot of speculation Bloody and facts that, while maybe convincing, are impossible to verify. So, so I was just putting it off and until the time felt right. I had no plans to cover it soon, but I knew I was going to eventually. However, last week I saw a comment suggesting I cover him for Black History Month, and I thought, alright, let's fucking do it. I put my Yeah, I mean, Black History Month in America, in case you didn't notice, he's from Chicago in the Mideast, not that it matters, but in the case of Black History Month, because I live in London, UK. And so we celebrate Black History Month on October. America, on the other hand, and that perhaps most, perhaps Canada as well, so North America, they celebrate Black History Month in February. So, yeah. Even though this video only came up on my sub feed, 
recommendations and whatever. So, Richie, I'm only going to notify of this video today, even though yesterday was the end of February. That's how you know YouTube's algorithm is so shit that it's not that you know you don't get notified about a video. It's like five days, but that's just me. Anyways, let's just carry on. I noticed that the grindstone started researching and found that a historian named Scott Reynolds Nelson had not only written a very in-depth book about the folk hero, he may have wow. found the true identity of John Henry and along with it, the true wow. story that inspired the legend. Thanks to his incredible wow. work, I was able to put this episode together and deliver a streamlined version of John Henry's origins that isn't built entirely on speculation and conjecture. Don't get me wrong, there's always going to be some speculation involved when studying the past, but when it comes to John Henry, this is about as conclusive as it gets. With that being said, if you want to check out the real book person. yourself, which Just I totally like recommend, onion. I put a link in the description down below and a messed up origins.com. But giant. in the meantime, let's get this show started. Yeah. As always, By the way, what's that video that like yourself. with your 20 pound hammer, subscribe for more content check like this on a weekly watch basis, video. and of Paul course, Bunyan. enjoy. Alright, cool. And I really liked it, because I'm a dedicated fan. Now, as well known Shut as John line. Henry is, I'm sure there's some folks who haven't heard of him before. So let's start with a rundown of his story. John Henry's legend began circulating in the 1870s in the form of a ballad that hammermen on the railroad sang to keep a steady pace as they worked. If you want to read one of the most popular renditions of his mm. ballad, just pause the video now. For years and years, his story was passed around between laborers of all kinds, dock workers, coal miners, lumberjacks, etc., who each put their own unique spin on it, but never bothered to write it down. Because of that, and because the ballad was long and mostly improvised, folklorists have found hundreds of versions around the country since they started collecting them in 1909. And while there's some great variety among those hundreds wow. of ballads, they all tell the same tale. John Henry was a great, big, powerful steel-driving man who lost his life attaining victory against a steam-powered drill that was supposed to replace him and his fellow workers. There's also four key components oh. one usually finds in each so basically about this dude child that dying just to try something out. Of his legendary race against the steam hammer, Henry's death and burial and the reaction of his wife. Wanting to stay true to form, each of these components was actually included in the animated short Disney produced about the ballad back in 2000, as well as some added backstory to John Henry's character. In their version, Henry's a newly freed slave whose wife melts down his former chains to make the hammer he uses in his work on the railroad. Just to clarify, I realize that most people today think of John Henry with that backstory, whether they've seen the Disney short or not, but back when the ballad first emerged, those details were not a given, which is why the folklorists didn't include them in their list of key components. That isn't oh, wow. to say it's not true though. In right. fact, the reality could be even worse than the story we're familiar with. Henry was more than just a victim of slavery, he suffered the brunt of racial injustice throughout the majority of his short life, which he spent almost entirely in chains. In the spirit of that and the sections that follow, we're not only going to shed some light on who John Henry may have really been, but also the horrible conditions he had to endure on the railroad and how he really lost his life. Yeah. If John Henry really was a slave, well, Sucks to hear that, you know, that he spent most of his life, if not all of his life, having to do work for somebody in the higher tier of this. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, the racism is real. Don't get me wrong, guys. Racism is all but gone. We think about the obvious. Parts of it, but the obscure parts of it, no, it hasn't gone. They haven't gone. And us in Britain like to think that, 
we're not as bad as America, but then again, we did start it with the with the slave trade. So I say we. I'm not even a UK citizen, but I've I lived in this country for more than ten years, so it doesn't matter. And I did mention in one of my videos that I'm not. Yeah, in the Jackmate reaction video that I'm not. Was it? No. Point is, I. I mentioned in one of my videos that I was not going to talk about politics or why I believe in regardless of being pop politics, religion, anything unless it unless the time calls. I mean, we are watching a video which is loosely based on the politics of the time. If you could even think of it as that as such, so it kinda makes a bit of sense that you know I am talking a bit about it, but this is about John Henry, it's not about me, so let's just move on, alright? Life to a steam powered drill, but not in the way everyone thinks. Yeah, who really was he? Because I had never heard of the name before. So to track down the identity of John Henry, the first thing one has to know is where to look. And while the ballad never explicitly says where it takes place, many experts agree that West Virginia is the most likely location. And there's a few reasons why. For one, yeah, why? in the 1870s when the ballad began circulating, the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway was building a massive new track in West Virginia that went through the Appalachian Mountains to the Ohio River. And two, it was on this very track that some of the very first steam drills in America were used. Now depending oh, on wow. the version of the song you hear, John Henry was usually one of three things. A free man who was indentured to the railroad company, a newly freed former slave, or a prison inmate being forced to work as he serves his time. Well, according to some old records at the Virginia State Penitentiary, there just so happened to be an inmate named John Henry who was leased to the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway for the construction of the very same mountain track. So far, we've, we've come to the closest person. Sorry, we've come to the person may closely resemble him. Mind you, I've never heard of John Henry before, so I'm not going to act like I know much, but I feel John Henry of the fables, John Henry, Henry in real life, since he's an actual person, well, at least the name John Henry is an actual person, not, not that there's a link between the two, as far as I know right now. I mean, we've got to watch the rest of this video to figure it out. I just mentioned. Here on your screen, you can see a recreation of his official prison record. Some of the most notable details are that he was born in New Jersey, only 19 years old, and he stood at a whopping 5 foot 1 and 1 fourth inches tall. Jeez! Nah. So he was a year older than me, yet I'm way taller than him. Bruh. Nah, that I'm not having it. I'm definitely not having it. Honestly. Oh, you heard that right. Your man was a short king. And he was what arrested for breaking into the house. Um, in Larceny. I forgot what Larceny is, but what I can see, what I can tell is that this this John Hen this real life John Henry. Going to jail, into prison. Serving a sentence for breaking into a house and whatever the last thing is, because again, I don't remember what it, what it is. But and he's, he's also still 
the teenager turned into a young adult. And he's shorter than me. Of all people. Or well, I'm five foot eight and a half, so around that height. So I'm I why am I complaining? I don't know. If you're like me, you're probably surprised to hear that because the ballad always portrays him as this giant hulk of a man. But in the book, the hell? Out that five foot one would be the perfect height for tunnel work. And while I'm definitely no expert, that sounds like it makes sense. Before being arrested and forced to drive steel, it's believed that John Henry worked in a camp for the Union military and was down in Virginia on assignment. At five foot one, he would have been too short to be a soldier, but he may have worked as a cook or laborer in some other capacity. Now, you may have also noticed too short to be a soldier? that he was serving 10 years for housebreak and larceny. He broke into someone's house and stole something they owned. And if you're thinking that 10 years sounds like an awfully long time, basically, he's in jail for robbery. That's what Larson is. To sentence a 19 year old to prison for a non violent crime, you would be right. But a fact that might not surprise you is that immediately after the Civil War, the court system. Oh, yeah, because you know, he's black. I'm, I'm guessing because he's black. The prodigist um, Supreme Court at the time, I'm guessing, they decided that, you know, double standards are a thing. And so they give him more time than they would to his white counterparts. I mean, that is part of the racism, if that is even how they did it back then. But I, would, but I do know about, the, about Jim Crow. And how it affected the black people at the time, you know, after the abolition of slavery. Because, I mean, I love to do research. That doesn't matter. Just, this is kind of, yeah, I don't know what to say. But, let's continue. In the southern United States was about as corrupt and racist as you could get. You see, in 1865, the same year the Civil War ended, Virginia instituted what came to be called Black Codes. And those... And well, John Henry, the real life John Henry, seven times, well, he got arrested the year after 1865, which was, you know, the abolition of slavery. So... Black codes? Why are they? A set of laws made for the sole purpose of incarcerating as many of the newly freed African Americans as possible. Why? They prohibited vagrancy, which was defined as the flooding of black men and women into public spaces. Oh it was my illegal God. for black men and women to be without employers. African Americans weren't allowed to testify against whites. What the and it was fudge? now illegal for blacks to have an air of satisfaction. What the heck does that mean? The air of satisfaction? It means that America is so racist as shit. Then again, UK is also racist as shit to a certain extent. But I mean, we don't talk about our racism as much over here as we, as Americans do over there, because it's so overt in America. It's so obvious, whereas here it's a bit more obscure and therefore covert, if you know what I mean. Even though we know it's a thing, it's there's still forms of racism in this country, especially in football. It, I'm really shocked to hear that you know football has got its fair share of racism in the UK, and I honestly don't understand why. Just why You're trying to enjoy a good, trying to spectate a good match, enjoying it, then. 
then the black person or somebody from the bin community, a player, scores a goal, and immediately, immediately their fans or the other team's fans will be like shouting abuse at that player. And it's like, yeah, it's so it's just dumb. I'm sorry, boys. Bro, you're trying to enjoy a good game, and they just ruin it for you. Just because they don't like that person. And on what? The colour of the skin? Yeah, that's just... Like, it's meant to be a fun game. It's got nothing to do with race or anything. So don't make it... But don't turn it into anything to do with race. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Wait, nobody listens to me, so... Yeah. Meaning they couldn't show delight about the end of the Civil War. Because how dare they be satisfied that their people were no longer slaves. Shame on them. Really. And on top of yeah. all this, punishments for property crimes increased dramatically. For example, stealing goods. I called it. I called it. See? John Henry broke into a house, st stole some things. Instead of serving the usual time that they would normally give like, people who steal things, because it's a double standard, they decided to add some more time there as part of the Black Code. Probably the precursor to the Jim Crow codes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what Jim Crow is, it's basically, you know, you know, black, to black, pe black, black people go to different toilets, different pubs, different schools, not even allowed to sit at the front of the buses, and they, when they do sit at the back of the bus, they must give up a seat for the white person, but not vice versa. You do your own research, because this video is going to get too long. I say that. But I don't even care, because I love to ramble, but I need to manage it. Well. Let me just... Let me just carry on. ...at more than $20 was now punishable with 5 to 10 years in prison instead of 1 to 5. What did you say? For property crimes increased dramatically. For example, stealing goods valued at more than $20 was now punishable with 5 to 10 years in prison instead of 1 to 5. Obviously, 20... Oh, so white people only served half the time that black people did back then. Yeah, that's definitely a double standard due to racism. Honestly, we could talk a lot about this. In fact, there is a double standard here. I'd love to talk about it, but... I mean, it's a pretty long topic. You really, really think about it. Yeah, let's just move on. Dollars were considered significant more back then, but still, five to ten years? Too much. And what makes it even worse is that even though it's what he was punished for, John Henry never broke into someone's house in the dead of night and stole over $20 worth of goods. Actually, all he did was shoplift from a general store called Wiseman's Grocery. Obviously, I'm not condoning shoplifting, but it's a mis- Oh, so it's shoplifting. That's not even... He was even sentenced for the right crime to top it all off. Yeah. So... Not only... Did he... Go to prison... For supposedly housebreaking and larceny, which means that he stole from... Houses. Allegedly. He served 5 to 10 years. Which is double that 
of white person. And to make it all make matters worse, he didn't even break into a house. He broke into his shop. I'm telling you right now. That does not carry the same way as you know breaking into someone's house. All right. I can tell you right now that my that when my dad owned the shop once. Long story. Draw my life Pfft. coming soon. Probably not, but his shop got vandalized once. What? Yeah, and that's all I can remember. Don't know who would have broken. Don't know if not the person got caught, arrested, or anything. But if he did store anything, which he definitely didn't, because all the stuff was still there in the exact positions. But say if they if they did get stolen, they wouldn't be serving as much time as you know somebody breaking into another person's house. I'm telling you for sure. It's just a shop. Not a person's house. Why say that? I just feel going stealing stealing in shops doesn't carry that much weight as that of, you know, someone else's house because Yeah. Whereas many people go into shops. What one person owns a house. You know, like people can go in there if they don't even live there to begin with, so, yeah. So, he, he didn't even go to prison for the right crime. There's no right crime anyways. No shit, but, like, he didn't even do what he was sentenced for. It was something else, and yet he still got... Yet he still got the sentence of another crime, which is slightly related, but not the same thing. We're going on off a tangent, because he already likes ramble too much. If this was a podcast, it would be alright, but you know, I should just move on. As were housebreak and larceny are felonies. Now they actually, I could go ahead and convert this into a podcast if I wanted to but I mean yeah I could try I mean this goes to YouTube first because yeah this could be a bit too long so if if I if if this ends up getting uploaded because I'm not sure but if this gets uploaded even though obviously it will be edited so that this video will be shorter then you guys will get the full audio of this reaction on Anchor, which is this podcast app that I currently use, even though I don't use it that much, I still use it. Basically is where you can make is where you can create your own podcasts. And I do have a podcast myself, even though it's barely existent. But I still pop content on there every now and again. And trust me, I will actually turn this into a full audio because, like, you know, this, the topic of John Henry is so interesting. Even though it's got to do with US, US politics. Okay, it's not just got to do with US politics. It's also got to do with all politics in terms of racism. Honestly, it's a very huge topic that you can't even cover in one video. So, so kudos to John Solo for 
be able to do this but we need to move on i probably won't talk too much now because time is not on my side there's a litany of reasons why his and I might as well stop pausing the video. degree that they were. And as much as I want to break them all down in detail, this video would be about twice as long if I did. So I'm just going to give yeah. you my oversimplified version of what happened. A few shitty people in power did a few shitty things with their power. That includes exactly. the judge who saw that Henry's charges were far too severe for his crime, so he gave the plaintiff more... <laughs> no, that is so stupid. <laughs> I should have not paused that video. Let me just continue playing now. Oh, if I want to talk, I'll continue talking. I just won't pause this video for the sake of time. And as, he's, and as John Solo said, this video would be twice. His video would have been twice as long as he would have intended if he, if he, you know, explained and everything like that. So with my video, reacted to his video. So might as well just move on. And I mean, speak of racism, love island there, because, yeah. Get followed the least. Might watch that video after this reaction. You know, let me just move on. And now I want to eat anyway, so, like, what's the time? But the hell. I better move on quick time to collect evidence to use against him and a guy named Charles Byrd, the assistant commissioner of the Freedmen's Bureau, who instead of giving aid to the newly freed slaves like he was supposed to, nah. sought to put as many behind bars as possible. Not so fun fact, Charles Byrd also had severe brain damage from being shot in the head with a musket ball by one of his own men during the Civil War. The ball embedded itself four inches deep into Byrd's skull, damaging his frontal lobe and giving him lead poisoning. So he's definitely not the guy you want in charge of literally anything, but somehow he oversaw because he's apparently insane. Shell shock times a hundred. I don't even know. Shell shock is basically PTSD. If you don't know, formerly known as shell shock, because you know World War One. Why am I talking about history now? We'll talk about racism now. We're talking about history in general. No, not in general, but yeah. Higher County's judicial system. So while John Henry did commit a crime, Honestly. that wasn't what he was tried and punished for. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison, not because he stole something, but because of the way he was born. And sadly, the exactly. injustice doesn't stop there. Next, we're breaking down how John Henry came to work for the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway and how it resulted in his death. This video... This destruction video is probably 20 minutes long. We've barely even... scraped the surface. Surface. Honestly. So in November of 1866, after the 19-year-old John Henry received his sentence, he was sent to the Virginia State Penitentiary, which at the time was undergoing some major renovations at the hands of the new warden, Burdum Wardwell. And while some of mm -hmm. Wardwell's decisions are questionable, he's one of the few people in this story I can confidently say had good intentions. He was a former ice merchant who had been held in a Confederate prison for two years because he supported the Union. And after his first visit to the Virginia Penitentiary, which he was to oversee, he was horrified at its condition. The living space were filthy, the food tasted like ass, the cells were overcrowded. Good intentions, eh? So, Mr. Birdwell, I've forgotten his name now. He probably wouldn't have been able to carry through his intentions, and things would have made the same there. Whether he liked it or not. Right. Just had to get out there. 
And to top it all off, the prison was seriously in debt. His solution for these problems was to lease his inmates year-round to railroad contractors in the Virginia mountains. That way he could raise some money and he would have more space in the prison to make improvements. To his credit, he made sure the conditions on the railroad were adequate too. He visited one himself and found that inmates' living quarters were cleaner than the prisons and the food was better. So he thought he was doing something right. What he didn't expect was for efficiency and deadlines to eventually become top priorities and for the inmates to be forced to work in incredibly deadly conditions as a result. Within the first three months of the program, 225 convicts were leased to the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway, and a few years later, on December 1st, 1868, at the age of 21, John Henry was sent to work. He was what's called a hammer man or a steel driving man. His job was to turn big rocks into little rocks and to hand drill the holes they'd place dynamite into. So now the question is, which of the CNO tunnels was John Henry working on when he faced off against the steam drill? And there's two options that experts suggest most often. Big Ben Tunnel and Lewis Tunnel. However, Scott Reynolds Nelson gives us enough evidence to rule out one of those. According to some engineering reports he dug up, the contractor in charge of the Big Ben Tunnel didn't use steam drills because he didn't trust them, and the rock in that part of the mountain wasn't hard enough to deem it necessary. Since the inclusion of the steam drill is vital for John Henry's story, we can almost guarantee that he didn't work on the Big Ben Tunnel. So he worked at Lewis Tunnel. In front of the tunnel, hey? that much more awkward. However, we know that for the Lewis Tunnel, drills were sought out immediately over concerns about the efficiency of the inmates and their ability to penetrate the exceptionally hard rock in Lewis Mountain. So this is where the steam drill part of the legend comes in, where you can start connecting dots between what's fact and what's folklore. Even though All they were right. advertised as being cheaper and more Those efficient steam than drills. labor, steam drills had a looks like a tripod. As a result of the insane amount looks of like dust they generated clocking up. Looks like a pneumonic drill. Twice its height. Propped up by a tripod. And there's a handle or something over there that you, you can use to work the thing. Yeah. That's very odd. The inner workings of the machine. <laughs> As a result, they would often break down, and the railway would have to send in a crew to work alongside the machine. That or looks even dangerous. Two crews that to make definitely looks dangerous. Deficit. After months of dealing with malfunctions on a regular basis and deadlines approaching fast, it got to a point where the men in charge just had to face the fact that the drills weren't doing them any favors, and the rest of Lewis Tunnel was built with hammer men like John Henry. So when the ballot says Henry proved he could outwork the dreaded steam drill, it really means it. Only in reality, there wasn't a single contest to determine that. Rather, the evidence slapped them across the face repeatedly for months. It also wasn't just John Henry who proved it, it was all of the inmates who worked on the railroad. But John, the ballot also says that Henry died while defeating the steam drill. Is there Did any die, truth right? to that? Good question. There is, but what actually happened is even sadder. So you're gonna want to brace yourself for what's next. Bloody hell. It's gonna be how the doctor's my old friend all over so again. The reason we're confident that John Henry died on the railroad and not in prison is because his name isn't mentioned on any surgeon reports and he just disappears from prison records without any mention of parole, escape, or release. We also Bloody know hell. that line of work was incredibly dangerous. Just between Bloody September 1871 and September of the next year, 380 African American convicts released to the railroad and 150 of them died from an injury or illness they obtained while working. It's also possible that Henry died from a tunnel collapse or explosion, but judging from the autopsies of the fellow workers, an even more likely cause may have been lung disease. The belief is that the drills and dynamite that were used to build the Lewis Tunnel generated clouds of dust that were filled with fresh Yeah, basically intoxicated lungs is what, is what causes demise. 
So it wasn't some steam Joe that directly caused his death. More like his work caused his lungs to get clogged off. I mean that obviously sucks. Can't really begin to tell you just how sad it is. How horrifying that they had they have to do all this. I mean, Nelson Mandela also did some you know hammering and mining of limestone or whatever when he was on Robin Island serving his sentence for his efforts to abolish apartheid so there are some simil there are a few similarities there only that one in Robin Island made him go blind this definitely killed John Henry and of course Nelson Mandela in case you didn't know was a former South African president who died like more than six years ago and he pioneered the the movement against the power fight which basically was the Jim Crow the racism of South Africa between white people and black people same thing same thing as America except you know in South Africa so yeah silica that the convicts were forced to breathe in. For those who don't know, even a single day's exposure to freshly ground silica can cause acute silicosis and early death. So breathing it in all day, every day for an entire year would no doubt do some damage. Like I said earlier, there were many times that inmates were forced to work right next to these drills as they were spitting out dust without any protective gear. And even after That's the sad. drills were done being used because they just didn't work right, the inmates continued to breathe in those tiny microscopic fragments that were floating around in the tunnels for the next two two years until the job was completed. So yeah, like the story says, John Henry did die working alongside a steam drill, but it wasn't immediate. He didn't die of exhaustion or heart failure, but instead a lung disease that slowly strangled him from the inside for a period of six months to two years. As for what- So, so the legend said that John Henry died using the steam drill, uh, steam drill. Of, of exhaustion or heart failure or something like that real life John Henry died using it but not immediately just due to you know his lungs getting blocked by all the particles that he inhaled as a result of doing all that work on his own without any protective gear yeah well that really sucks happened to his body, the ballad is pretty spot on with this one too, at least if you read the right one. There's some versions that claim he was buried under the railroad tracks, but others say he was buried by the White House. This was not a reference to the president's home, but rather a mass grave that was discovered by the only white building at the Virginia State Penitentiary, the workshop. Forensic anthropologists at the Smithsonian <sighs> Institution studied the 300 bodies from that grave and found that approximately 80% of them were black men in their early 20s. The exact demographic of the inmates most commonly sold to the railroad. So it's not a guarantee, but what most likely happened is that John Henry's lung disease got the best of him and he died on the construction site, then his body was shipped back to the prison and he was buried in the mass grave. For whatever reason, the guy still hammering away in the tunnel incorporated his name into their hammer songs, his story caught on, and just a few decades later, 
later, country and blues artists were recording their own renditions in the studio, immortalizing John Henry forever. Now when it comes to what we're supposed to take away from this story, I think Scott Reynolds Nelson put it best. What started as a haunting burial song became a song about many things. John Henry was appropriated to tell the story about the position of black men during Jim Crow, about the joys and pains of the life of track liners, about the dangers of mining, about blind men robbed of their power to see, about the coming of the machine age, about nostalgia for the past, about the tears of textile mills, about capitalism, and about the black power movement. It has become a story of courage and conflict with power, but it started as a tool used to dig tunnels and line track to set a pace that protected railway workers' lives. And that, my friends, was the very messed up origin of John Henry. I hope it didn't uh, you too hard. Normally, I like to inject some too humor much, into these stories to offset still. how horrible they are, but call me crazy, it just didn't feel like the right move for this episode. Regardless, I hope you were entertained by it, learned yourself something, and got a little bit of satisfaction out of having your questions about John Henry answered. In all seriousness, I could have made this episode a lot longer than it turned out being. I left out some details that, while definitely not necessary, may have enhanced the story a bit. So if you have any remaining questions, or you just want to see a part two to this episode, let me know in the comments. And now, before I, I think I will. Good morning, guys. It's me, Spyble, Jada, and... You can call me Swy, you can call me Swymatch, you can call me Spyman79, SwyBMJ1718, whatever you want to call me. Because, yeah, I love being called names, apparently. But anyways, welcome to this podcast called Swybu is Now Young Adult. Uh, probably going to change the name here, because, I mean, I am a young adult, technically, but still. Like... I just want to change the name of, the, of this podcast. But anyways, this episode, I've recorded a month ago. Well, really, it's just the audio version of a video on my channel. So, yeah. Um, I haven't really got much to say. Apart from, listen to the to this episode watch the video version if you like this is the unedited audio version so so basically the original clip of the video turned into an audio format yeah no shit <laughs> yeah you can tell I'm a little bit confused here because podcast time really much of my thing in terms of create creating I mean then again I haven't really been doing much of my videos and stuff but I mean thanks to this quarantine that we're in because COVID-19 has hit the entire world and I'm, I'm at home now yeah basically got more time on my sleeves or on my hands technically but more time on my sleeves too to be making videos therefore no excuses for, for not making videos or not making podcasts despite the fact that nobody listens to this podcast which makes sense understandable but um yeah before I go make sure you like this episode follow this podcast and however else this anchor app works. I really need to figure it out for myself because I don't even know how it works. Yeah. So, go ahead and enjoy.
Good morning, guys. It's me, Swabu Jada, and you can call me Swai. You can call me Swaiman. You can call me Spamon Seventy Nine, Swabu MJ Seventeen Eighteen, whatever you want to call me. Cause yeah, I love being called names. Apparently. But anyways, welcome to this podcast called Swabu is now young adult. Uh, probably gonna change the name here, cause. I mean, I am a young adult, technically, but still, like, I just want to change the name of of this podcast. But anyways, this episode, I've recorded a month ago, but really, it's just the audio version of a video on my channel, so, yeah, um... I haven't really got much to say, apart from listen to the to this episode, watch the video version if you like. This is the unedited audio version, so so basically the original clip of the video turned into an audio format. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm a little bit. Confused here, because podcasts aren't really much for my thing in terms of create creating. I mean, then again, I haven't really doing much of my videos and stuff. But I mean, thanks to this quarantine that we're in, because COVID nineteen has hit the entire world, and I'm I'm at home now. Yeah, basically got more time. On my sleeves, or on my hands, technically, but more time on my sleeves too, to be making videos. Therefore, no excuses for for not making videos or not making podcasts, despite the fact that nobody listens to this podcast, which makes sense, understandable. But um, yeah. Before I go, make sure you like this episode, follow this podcast and however else this anchor app works i really need to figure it out for myself because i don't even know how it works yeah so go ahead and enjoy